the Golden Globes happened. Like, I was thinking about this today, and I knew that we were going to have to talk about it. Right. I, like, so do not want to. I don't want to talk about it either, but, like, I kind of feel like we've had people ask, like, about our Golden Globes predictions, and we didn't even want to do that right. because it's so not worth it to us. Um, and now that they've happened, I even more don't want to talk about them <laughs> because they're just so bad. I think the funniest aspect by far, and it's about the two biggest awards, is that. Uh-huh. Best picture, musical or comedy. Green Book. Best Picture Drama. Bohemian Rhapsody. Shouldn't those be flipped? Me and, you know? Because as I recall, Bohemian Rhapsody had really fast and weird pacing just so we could get to a 20-minute concert movie. (laughs) Oh, God. Where I just watched Rami Malek pretend to be the legendary Freddie Mercury at Live Aid for 20 minutes. So, So I'm like... Why wasn't that a musical or comedy? I laughed a lot at Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't think they meant for me to. No, it was... Uh, but like, I did. So I went with my boyfriend, my best friend, my sister, and me. Uh-huh. We all went. It was it was a fun time. We had a blast in the movie. I was laughing the whole time. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, Freddie joins the band, and then we skip two years. And then, and then they do the their timeline was all out of whack. And then they do their first album, and it just rushes through a with a very weird graphics like flashing that thing. That weird that rushes tour through their montage, tours. where at one point they literally just put like what, what was it? They just put like Midwest, Midwest America, <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, "Oh, good." That's like a whole section, Great. but okay. It looked like their tour montage looked like when you're in high school and there's one senior assigned to making, like, that year's memories, like, for the senior showcase or something. Mm-hmm. And then, but, I, but I've also seen seniors do better. Okay, it was a, it was a fun movie. Fun. Um, it was not the best drama of the year. Oh, no. Like, it was nowhere near best anything. Like of the year. how that that was what confused me was I was like, you're yeah. saying best drama of the year for this right. movie that got I think three stars from me, and I was feeling generous because I had a fun time and, and I like yeah. Queen's music. Yeah, yeah. You just watched it for the music, really. Yeah, and it was. I wa- I'm, it was a crowd pleaser. I get it. Maybe they're like, we're really out of touch and we want to see more in touch. But if you want to, just give Black Panther the award. I just think that the Golden Globes just doesn't know what they're doing anymore at all. The teleprompters the entire, like, were even, so bad. I was about to say, even aside from like, say what you want to about like who was nominated and who won. Um, I did say what I wanted to mm-hmm. about who was nominated. Check Cinema Rolls Twitter. All, we were mad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But even all of that aside, like, man, at least just make it a good show like at least make all of your teleprompters work there are at least five celebrities that night who were like wait go back it went too fast yeah and they were like olivia wait coleman i goes, who's supposed to say that am i supposed to say a part i was like yeah if our queen olivia coleman yeah if she's confused we're all confused <laughs> i just i was so upset and honestly though it made me very excited for the academy awards me 
That is what it did. I saw a tweet, I think it was from, I don't remember who it was from, maybe David Ehrlich, where he said, the horrifying pacing on the Golden Globes is just more evidence that the Oscars should be six hours long. Right. Uh, yeah, he was he was the one that tweeted that. I I thought it was interesting that the event was on Letterboxd for people to review, and its highest rating was half of a star. Um, and all the people I followed, their reviews were hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and like just logged into Letterboxd just to check on it, as I do, as it is my favorite social media platform to check. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was gone. Letterboxd took it down <laughs> for good reason. It's not a film. <laughs> it's definitely not a film but it was so fun like that was the best part of the golden globes was seeing everyone like completely trash it on letterboxd after it was the most fun i had i tweeted something (laughs) like uh what did i tweet it was like the budget writing a dollar 25 cents teleprompters uh 25 cents set reused um flu shots five million dollars somebody help me budget my award show is dying that was my favorite tweet that you tweeted of the night my favorite tweet that i tweeted of the night was remember when in spider-man into the spider-verse miles makes a really bad joke and gwen does a weird laugh and then she just goes i'm sorry it was just so quiet um that uh but the golden globes yeah (laughs) yeah it was terrible i just we are gonna move past it um we're just gonna live our life until i think january 22nd when the academy award nominations come out and then we will actually discuss those and we might start a GoFundMe to get me to indianapolis for the oscar yeah guys donate um to the get hand loser to indianapolis so we can watch the oscars together and record together is gofundme appropriate maybe patreon i don't know if Trump can uh, stop, <laughs> can uh, build his s- stupid wall using internet fundraising sites, we can Por get you no nosotros. Why not us? <laughs> okay, well, you know, I think that's all we're going to talk about the Golden Globes, right? Right. Uh, let's get into it. Welcome to Cinema Rolls. to cinema rolls we are the cinema rolls my name is sarah my name is also sarah uh we're both sarahs uh we both love movies we both are recovering film snobs um Mm -hmm. but we both also might be a little snobby in this episode apologies i guess uh, we already were a little bit talking about the golden globes which i don't think is snobby at all it's not too much to ask for an award show to just work yeah to not suck Um, i guarantee you your BFF didn't see Green Book either. <laughs> oh, goodness, it's so bad. Um, yeah, I, I just you know this episode we just we we want you guys to know we might come across as pretentious every once in a while in this, but it's just because we care and we're gonna about try and bring movies. it down a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna and, and, and judge and we'll them based about, on what they're you know, trying to be. Right. Well, 
yeah, I don't know if that helps or hurts them <laughs> at all, but you know, um, we're just, we're passionate about movies and the world of movies and what that's going to look like in the future. And we're just passionate. So let's be real. People love a- beef. People love beef. Uh, are we going to promote reasonable beef? The podcast, our favorite movie podcast. If we talk about Don Farrah on one more freaking podcast, I'm going to listen. My mind. I have mentioned Don Farrah in the last two episodes and have edited it out. Okay. So <laughs> it's about time <laughs> to just bring it back. We're late. Why not? Before we get into what we're going to talk about today, let's just talk about some of the responses that we have gotten to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yay. Fan okay, mail. Um, fan, fan mail. What's the, like, Blue's Clues, like, you just got mail, a letter. Yeah. You just got a letter. Great. That one. Uh, we don't have the rights to that song. Sorry. Copyright <laughs> strike. Copyright. Can we copyright um, strike cinema rules? <laughs> seriously. Uh, okay, so Abby says... Uh, I feel so honored to be mentioned in this podcast, not only once, but twice. Yes, I mentioned her because I went to go see The Favorite with her. (laughs) Um, She said, I loved getting to relive The Favorite. She capitalized the U in The Favorite uh, by listening to this. All of the cinematography is the real star. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Uh, She said, shout out to the guy who let me get in for free. If you guys missed last week's episode, there was a whole ordeal with uh, my theater experience versus hand lotion. You should really check it out. Catch up on that. Uh, She also said, also, Sarah, (laughs) meaning you, um, not liking La La Land is a full mood. I would love for you guys to talk about your differing opinions on movies. That's coming up. So... I think we definitely should. Um, I actually had a couple of people asking me about that because uh, there was a movie that you mentioned that I said I didn't like, um, and there were quite a few movies that I mentioned that you said you didn't like, and we have a lot of different opinions. Which is fine. A lot of different movies, which is totally okay, and it's super great because we can discuss them like, you know, adults. Yeah, positively um, and kindly, not yelling yeah, at each also, other on the internet. Right. Also, in a way where I fully understand why you don't like some movies, um, and why you do like others that I I don't. So you know, we'll, we'll talk probably about that. get we'll into that a little thing. bit today. Yeah, we we might. We have similar opinions yeah. on these, but we do differ in some some. You know, we'll we'll see. Um, we also had a response from Hannah who says. It is so nice hearing two bad A women geek out over superheroes slash Spider-Man. So this is a response to our Spider-Man episode, our two-hour long (laughs) extravaganza. She sat through Um, it. Blessings. She did. God bless. Um, She said, I can't even count the number of times I started talking about superhero movies and a guy has told me, oh, you actually like this? Or some other similar comment. I was in line for a midnight release of some Marvel movie and the guy in front of me asked if I was only there to impress my boyfriend. (sighs) We are so glad that we have provided a space (laughs) where... You can know what you know and be proud of knowing what you know and also be okay. Oh my gosh. I just, it, this, mm, this so, makes me so upset. So Sarah and I both grew up reading the comics and I think there are a lot of girls out there who grew up watching the Amazing Spider-Man cartoon or, you know, really loving th- things like X-Men, X2, like people in our generation. Right. And women. And it's just so silly when, 
when it seems like it's restricted to only one gender. Right. Uh, liking superheroes is not some weird, like, boys club. Especially, like, it's it's 2018. We have, like, four superhero yeah. movies come out a year. If you don't like superhero yeah. movies, you're missing, like, 25% of the content. I, so and, Everyone's and adapting. Idea, and the idea that Hannah would have only been, or that any of us would have only been at some some Marvel movie for a, for a boyfriend. Like, at midnight? That makes me want to, like, just yell at like midnight, i just don't i just don't understand there's not a lot of like, things i'll get out of my bed at midnight for yeah like i almost want to be like do do you as a person understand the message of these comics <laughs> that anyone can be into these things and any anyone can wear the mask <sighs> i just I don't know, man. I'm upset. But, Hannah, we're so glad that you found a place where you can uh, hear to girls like you, who will talk for two hours too long about yeah. Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. Um, we also put out a little survey asking everyone what their favorite episode has been so far. And, actually, the majority of responses we got, we got, actually, a lot of people who liked you know, all of them was pretty well spread around. Um, but most people were good like the that. feeling gloomy one. I'm so glad. Which it makes me so happy because we put that episode out to help make people happy. So I'm really glad that a lot of people really liked that one. It's it amazing. Makes me happy too. It's also my favorite. It made me happy. Um, also, I love creeping on like marketing statistics. That's uh it's just what I do. Um, and so of course that's just over flowed into this podcast and uh we're like at 100 downloads on our first episode on oh Pompey, um which is like i said last time i don't think i know 100 people so this is really great um and then we also looking at our statistics have one listener in the uk like just one just the uh, one. i really hope yeah i really hope it's uh it's joe alwyn um <laughs> That's canon. You, <laughs> <Joe> <laughs> <Alwyn>. <laughs> yeah. We just will ref- refer to Joe Alwyn in every episode now. We'll just say, hey, Joe, hope you're having a good day. You did a good job. I watched Mary Queen of Scots recently. You were real great in it. Um, congrats on all the movies this year, buddy. <laughs> okay, you want to hear a really fun statistic that I don't know if you know yet? Yes. We just broke 200 downloads today! What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I haven't seen that yet. That's so exciting. I'm wow. shook to my core. Thank you guys for listening. You could be listening to a ton of other things. We've suggested enough things for you to listen Jeez. to at this point. Jeez. Keep yeah, deleting so, our brand. Uh, I know. You know what? We want to be the kind of podcast that's supportive of other podcasts. And that's <laughs> the truth. Yes. Yeah, so uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll see if uh, we keep you guys around after this episode. <laughs> so... Um, Today we're talking about two movies that a lot of people have actually reached out to me and said we should talk about. Yes. Um, They're two movies that have gone positively viral. Every meme on your aunt's Facebook. Right. (laughs) Every, uh, I'm sorry. Ah! It's true though. I've never seen more grown adults posting memes than because of... (laughs) One of these it's movies. awesome. I just don't so, understand. So, we are talking Bird Box Bandersnatch, a.k.a. the person that stars in Doctor Strange. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a tweet. I just, that's I, one of the memes. Yeah, that's it's a meme. It's one of the memes. Yeah. Um, it's super interesting that we 
are describing these as going viral because normally you would talk about, you know, a tweet going viral, a YouTube video going viral, a meme going viral, but this these are full films. Yes. Like these <clears throat> these have casts and writers and directors and producers and editors and they have gone viral. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're going to talk about that. Um for those of you who've been either living under a rock or, you know, have decided to stay, like, maybe you don't have Netflix and you're one of the good people who go, I don't have Netflix, so I'm not going to use someone else's account to watch these movies. Uh, that person does exist, but okay. Yeah, you know, who knows. Um, these movies, uh, Bird Box and Bandersnatched, are both Netflix, <laughs> Netflix originals. Sarah, did you know it's Bandersnatch? Is it really Bandersnatch? Did it snatch Guys, your wig? Bandersnatch? Here's the thing. Here's how much I didn't pay attention to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have been saying Bandersnatched this entire time because I've been, my wig has been Bandersnatched. That's why. <laughs> so um, Bandersnatch and Bird Box yes. are two Netflix originals. Um, Bird Box is a story of a woman played by our queen, well, our queen Michael Jackson lookalike, <laughs> um, <laughs> Sandra love- Bullock. That's a weird meme that happened out of this. Um, but uh, it's a story of her character and two children, um, and they're trying to find survival in this post-apocalyptic world and you learn that in this world if you look at the monsters they force you to kill yourself or they mess with your brain to the point where you uh feel like you must kill yourself yeah uh and and then then yeah bandersnatch is from uh the black mirror series which is one of my favorite series of all time it is great hard sci-fi it's bomb dig um, but it's a choose-your-own-adventure movie, so you get to pick um, what this kid does who is creating a choose-your-own-adventure video game, which is meta, I guess. Um, yeah. But you're choosing his adventure, and there's five different endings um, to Bandersnatch. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, there's five different endings. <laughs> Guys, I'm already tired thinking about <laughs> Bandersnatch. <laughs> Banderwingsnatch. Um. So we have some thoughts, as we normally do, um, on both of these movies individually, uh, but we also have a ton of thoughts on what this means for the world of movies, like, grand scheme of things, and Mm -hmm. we'll talk about both. But um, first, we should really just talk about each movie, I think, and just discuss our thoughts, because I uh, simultaneously have a ton of thoughts and also none. (laughs) (laughs) Good! I don't... I don't know how this has happened. <laughs> okay, so let's start with Bird Box, since that's the yes. most movie movie. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, so, Bird Box. Uh, yeah, how do we want to start? I guess we can start from the top. Sure. <laughs> I want to preface even... this whole discussion by saying I thoroughly enjoyed watching the movie. It was yes, entertaining Bird... to me. It was a good watch but like Mm -hmm. the more you think about it the more frustrating literally every single decision that is made gets um i also had a fine time Mm -hmm. watching this i was 
I think I felt, you know, anxious when it wanted me to feel anxious. I felt relieved when it wanted me to feel relieved. I felt scared when it wanted me to feel scared. It was not Um, boring. It wasn't boring. It was, and I keep describing this movie as just, like, aggressively okay. Like, it's just fine. Like, it's not bad. It's not good. I don't, but I don't like remember half of it um, but what elevates I just, it i think on that level is that it has a crazy cool concept it's a great concept and that, that's it just was a, a book first right uh yes it was a book first yeah. and the author okay. of the book actually came out and said that um the happening was coming out when um he wanted to release mm-hmm. his book and the road and like all these all these post-apocalyptic journey books that he was like really freaked out that it would dilute um yeah his book and so he's just now released it and then turned out when the movie came out it was the same year as a quiet place which it's drawing a ton yeah. of comparisons from which is interesting because it did come first right uh, technically it did but but do you think that this movie was better or or not as well executed so, as like the so a quiet place the deal with the quiet place the quiet a quiet place is good because they use the conceit to mm-hmm. tell a story of characters. So for those of you who don't know, A Quiet Place is it's being compared to Bird Box a lot because in Bird Box, you have to be blindfolded and you can't see um, because if you see the monsters... And a pregnant you know, lady you. is one of the main characters. and Right. And then in A Quiet Place, the whole idea of that is if the monsters hear you, then they get you. Um, you can't make any sounds and, you know... Again, one of the, you know, the main character lady is uh, pregnant. So, and then you have the, you have two children in both of the movies, you know, and you have to very much think about what kids would do in that situation versus the adults. And I get it. Yeah. And so as compared to Quiet Place, I think that Bird Box is not as good. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that they take this conceit and kind of make it the central character instead Mm -hmm. of emphasizing the development of the character's. And in in a quiet place, you care about what happens to the characters. So my number one gripe about this movie, and people have told me, oh, you're wrong. Like, you don't know. So when it's just Mallory and the two kids, and that's the first scene, and they're Mm -hmm. the ones that are going to go on this trip together or whatever. Right. And that's the first scene. You know that every other character is emotional bait. They're all dead. Right. Exactly. And that bothers me. Like, there's no stakes anymore. Yeah. I already you know. started out the movie. And yeah. people were like, well, you don't know if they're dead. What if they're, uh, what if they, like, just decide to part ways? I said, that's not what they would do. This no. is a post-apocalyptic movie. So they're going to have these crazy kills. Right. So, like, I... You, and I am the same exact way. There were moments throughout the movie where it would, you know, the music would swell and the camera would, like, pan, like, to this character who I was supposed to feel really emotional about and I was supposed to be really scared for them but then my brain couldn't not think oh but I already know that they're not gonna make it so like, like Trevante Rose they, they try to develop this really wonderful relationship this guy yeah. was in Moonlight he's an amazing actor he's such an amazing actor and a very attractive black man just whoo yes and um amen I was like I know he's going to die. So they're building this relationship to make you sad when he does die. So when he sacrifices himself to me, it was like, I knew that was going to happen. So yeah, 
Who cares? Like, at the second I realized, you know, because it doesn't, like, cut to however many years later and, you know, she's living with him and the two kids, and you just realize, oh, well, he's, he's, he's about to get got. He's a goner, yeah. Because at some point, she and the kids leave, because I know this, because this is how the movie started. Yeah. So, suddenly, I don't care. So, that was frustrating for me. Because I know how it ends. I did actually have a really fun time watching it, especially, um, I did get my whole family to watch it together. This was the first rated yeah. R movie my little brother actually ever saw. Wow. Oh, what a, um, what a introduction. Right? <laughs> to the so, um, rated R world. <laughs> so, we watched this together a couple days before Christmas, and we were all very interested. It was very cool. The most festive movie. But it was not funny when Machine Gun Ch- Kelly was banging the cop chick. <laughs> I... Didn't know that that's who that was until you said, until you said like on Twitter or something that that's who that was. And then I had a moment where I just lost my mind. (laughs) Why is he in this movie? I was like, oh no. And I'm just looking at my my mom's like looking at me like, why are we watching this? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That was the only super explicit part. Right. So it was fine. But I was like, right. Ah. <laughs> um, so it's okay. Or you could have just like done because there's a whole generation of people our age who didn't know about the sex scene in the Titanic because oh, yeah. you know, like you just always watch the Titanic and then you watch it again as you're older and you're like, I never saw this scene. Oh, mm-hmm. my parents fast forwarded it. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you just realize and you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. So um, I will say. The, the number one character that I identified with and felt bad for was not Sandra Bullock. It's mm-hmm. Poor John Malkovich. Tom, oh the goodness. lawyer. This man oh brings people goodness. into his house and they yeah. get him killed because he's surrounded yeah. by idiots. So the movie tries to make you hate him, but I loved him. I was like, oh, like, smart guy. Yeah, I felt like this movie was aggressively trying to make me hate him so that his quote-unquote redemption at the end would feel heavier, but the entire movie, I was on his side, and so by the time he quote-unquote redeemed himself, I was like, yeah, you've been smart the whole time. I was so mad at everybody else. Like, they lock him in the garage Yeah, because he doesn't trust the guy who is really evil and crazy. Yeah, don't trust anyone. That's the moral of the story, Oh my gosh, I've never... I was so... And I have the same problem with The Walking Dead. I loved The Walking Dead for the first few seasons. And... I have never seen A Walking Dead. (laughs) Well, it's pretty much any post-apocalyptic thriller. Because if the people are smart, you don't have a movie. They have to do stupid stuff for the conflict. And... Exactly. And you're just... But, why are you doing this? Right. Which, but, okay, so I, I'm glad you brought that up because this is what I wanted to talk about, right? Like, the all of the conflict from Bird Box comes from these people being idiots. Mm-hmm. Like, this dumpling girl oh. letting this man in and you as an audience are like, nah, bruh, like, he's like, sketchy. Like, like first time it was okay in. when they let dumpling in and they did it the yeah. smart way with a gun on her and checked right. her out. Second right. time when she just goes, put oh, yeah, the blanket up. I'm like, yeah, yeah this dude's yeah. sketch. It's over. And 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 then like it's just a lot of like stupidity, like that just. Keeps, and they like leave him you know, alone. Like, like, 
like the fact that Machine Gun Kelly and the cop girl just left them all, like, stole the car, just took the car and left. Like, like y'all are screwed. How? Like what awful people, right? And so like this whole movie comes from these people being ridiculous. But what you said, like you can't have a movie with smart people. The 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 family in a quiet place are extremely smart human beings. You're like, right. They have survived this entire time by being extremely intelligent, and the daughter kicks some butt yeah. in that movie. Like they all know exactly what they like need to. And like, granted, if they were geniuses, they would build a house by the waterfall. But yes, <laughs> I didn't, but I found myself not caring about that right. because of how like into the rest of the movie I was. But the it's interesting because they are so smart, but these monsters are just a little smarter. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what gets you is when you have these super interesting characters, but it just so happens that their antagonist is just a step ahead of them. Yeah, Whereas and- I feel like in Bird Box, these monsters are just like. I mean, we'll get you. Like, well, here's uh, the thing. We don't care. A lot of a quiet place's coolness is this underlying theme of we're surviving, but are we really living? Yeah. And you know what? They never actually say the words "we're surviving," but we're not really living. They don't say any, really a lot of words in the first place. Sorry, that's true. <laughs> I guess, uh, never mind. That was going to be a doc against Bird Box. I hate when movies have to say yeah. their theme out loud. I'll say right. that. No, 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 but I, I agree. Like, and I know what you mean, like in, the, in a quiet place. Yeah, yeah. And in Bird Box, they literally say out loud, we're surviving, but we're not really living. Right, exactly. And also, like, a quiet place's, I think, central theme more than surviving was family. Yeah. And you felt that, like, neat, like, like there are a lot of people who are really upset because they thought, well, if they were really that smart, like, they wouldn't bring a baby into this world. Like, they, sh- those mm-hmm. idiots, you can't keep a baby quiet. Like, why are you going to go off and get pregnant? Like, just because, you know, whatever. True. And I and, saw it. Like there was a there was a Bandersnatch meme that was oh gosh that was like okay we'll get to that <laughs> that was like if you were in a quiet place would you go ahead and get her pregnant or would you be smart oh be my honest gosh um a quiet place um even though you know they they do what's arguably the stupid thing there's still that theme of like yeah but but they but they lost a kid and there's already going to be that like human nature like that just instinct to like they lost a kid and and they want to have another kid and in any other world this would be a very obvious like coping mechanism that they yeah. have is they they lost their youngest kid they try again they have a baby like that makes sense it just so happens that they also have these crazy monsters yeah. and Whereas, like, Bird Box, like, I didn't, like, I guess the theme I felt was, like, okay, so don't let strangers into your home. Like, yeah. okay, you should have locked the doors and kept everyone out. And, like, <laughs> like <what>? Mallory <laughs> has a character arc, but it's yeah. very weird. But her character arc is that she is, like, oh, I guess I should name these human children. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I'm not gonna call what? them boy and girl anymore. Yeah, what a beautiful character arc. Oh, my children now have names. I like I will say there's one thing that I liked better in Bird Box than in A Quiet Place, and I think you'll actually agree with me. 
Okay. So people were complaining about Bird Box that you don't know where the creatures are from or what they are or what mm-hmm. their deal is. I'm actually okay with that. Um, yeah. I, the one thing about A Quiet Place that has consistently annoyed me every time I've rewatched it is that they have newspapers. Yes. About the creatures. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Taped up yeah. everywhere. It's sound. Yes. What's the weakness? What? Like it's sound. Where Nobody is making from? newspapers anymore, honey. Yeah, that that in Quiet Place that was the big thing that bothered me. Where uh, <laughs> while I was watching the movie, they're running it really the printing presses silently. I guess right, right. I'm like, so you guys know it's sound, but you're taking the time to create all these like, <laughs> like newspapers and then have people deliver know, them. <laughs> It's so strange. And yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Um, to me, I chalked that off to like, it was John Krasinski's like first feature film. And this is an obvious rookie mistake. Yeah. Like this is a mistake a lot of directors make in their first film is they don't do a good job setting up the story. They do that it just so happens. stupid Right. Stuff. It's just so happened that in A Quiet Place, it was a little bit more obvious because they had to go an extra step and go, well, we can't even say anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, so how do we show them? So, like, yeah. I, get, I, like, I get it, I like but that I about Bird Box, That the creatures, you don't know what yeah, they are. We're you, a super mystery. You never know what they are. Lil mm-hmm. Rel makes a suggestion at one point, but, like, mm-hmm. you never really know what they are. I dug Yeah, that. you don't know how they got there. You don't know, like what exactly their purpose is what do they want we don't know um i didn't like so the crazy guy that they invite into the home Mm -hmm. um the scene where the two girls are going into labor and he's just like playing his record like and getting his crazy drawings out yeah exactly i hated that scene that made me so furious i've never been angrier I, I've never been angrier at characters in yep. my life because in that moment I was like yelling, like literally yelling mm-hmm. at the screen. Like, I told you guys, you shouldn't have let him in. You should have listened. You shouldn't have like, left him alone should... in the house. Seriously. Like, you're already suspicious of him. Why'd y'all leave him? Like, what is going on? And I was so upset. But then I also was upset because then he starts like laying out these drawings of these monsters. And I was like, great. Now I know what the monsters look like. I didn't want to know what they looked like. Yeah. Because. The whole time you're, like, watching the movie from the perspective of these characters that are never going to know what these monsters look like because mm-hmm. if they see them, they die, you know? Right. And then out of nowhere, they were like, I'm going to instead show you the perspective from one of the crazy people. Here's what the monster looks like. And now I'm upset mm-hmm. because now I know what the monsters look like. And I never wanted to do that. And now I'm less scared of the monsters because they just look like big spiders Octop- or the Demogorgon yeah. from Octopi. Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So... Another beef I have. It's kind of a big one. So, in a movie, when they set something up to pay off later, Mm -hmm. it can get really frustrating if they pay it off wrong. Mm -hmm. Why did Olympia and Mallory... Have a conversation about what yeah. this idiot wants to name her child so that Mallory could not name her child what she wanted her right. name. Because Mallory is a selfish idiot. I have never <laughs> been more mad. I was like, she said she wants her kid named Cinderella. And yeah. you couldn't name her kid Cinderella? You had to name her You've after been her calling dumb her girl mom. the whole time. Yeah. You had it to name her after her you. dumb mom that got yeah. everybody killed. Yeah. 
That made me so mad. I was like, <laughs> like the movie's ending and she does that. And my whole family went, wait, Wait, what? What? Didn't she want her name to be na- kid to be named Princess or some nonsense? <laughs> yeah, some princess. Dumplin. Like, Olympia kills her naming that kid. Olympia kills the payoff. It made me so <sighs> mad. Although I would have rated this movie five out of five stars if she had said your name is Dumplin. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it would have taken. The Dumplin extended universe. Yes. Oh my goodness. The Dumplin' Cinematic Universe, <laughs> it, it includes Bird Box and it also includes Lady Bird. Confirmed. Also, all fr- all of the Friends episodes. Dumplin' confirmed. Maybe throw in some Hannah Montana for Dolly Parton. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I can't deal. I just... <sighs> Listen, this movie was fine. It's definitely overrated. There's definitely way too many people, like, raving about this movie for some reason. Um, I Well, it's a really cool I, concept. That captures it is a, a cool lot concept. of attention. But the more you think about it, the, the more worse you it realize gets. nothing makes any sense. And the plot, like, I, I just, I can't get on board with, um, like, a wannabe ensemble cast not really mm-hmm. like they i i should have loved all of the house scenes because if there's like if there's one thing you should know about me it's that i love a storyline where a bunch of different people are trapped in like one space together right i love any agatha christie story ever <laughs> like mm-hmm. i love when a bunch of people are in one space and they have to figure out like how to get through it like I freaking love The Breakfast Club for that reason. Right. Like, I, it, that's just a theme. It's a like, good setup. It's a trope that I love in a movie. Like, I love that. Um, and Because I just think, like, as a writer, there's so much you can do with that. Like, there's so much interesting stuff you can do with having, like, the crazy, like, person who's into conspiracy theories, like, right next to the old man who just wants to lock himself in his house and drink, right mm-hmm. next to his, like, gay neighbor that he has some weird fight with that we never touch on for some reason. Like, yeah. it could have, like, it could have been so much, like, more tense between them. Um, and, like, you, it, it's so, like, it could have been so much better than it was like it was so weirdly paced that i didn't like a part of it had to do with the fact that the movie started out with you know telling you that these you know everybody that dying, survive. Yeah. yeah but another part of it is it just wasn't written well because i didn't care about any of the characters like i cared about the birds more than i cared about any of the humans in this entire movie i mean in the first two minutes, there's birds in a box. I'm lit. I signed up for a bird box. And that's what I got. <laughs> yep. So what's our conclusion on bird, on bird box, box, Sarah? It's fine. Watch A Quiet Place. Yeah. If you if you want to watch Bird Box, watch A Quiet Place. That's, uh, that's the tea. They did do it better. I mean, and it sucks because, no, we're not saying they stole from A Quiet Place. It was its own idea. Right, right, right. I would love it's to just, read the book. You can't help but compare them. I would love know? to read the book because I've heard that the book is a little different, so it doesn't, like, mm-hmm. spoil it to see the movie. Um, right. But, yeah. Uh, a Quiet Place probably did it better. You care a lot more about the characters. Yeah. But this is a 
fun movie to watch. Yeah, it's it's a movie. I wish I hadn't have watched it by myself. Yeah, I will say that. It's I fun wish to watch I with had, other people. Yeah, I wish I had a couple of friends over, you know, like turn on Netflix and you could all yell at it mm-hmm. at the same time and like, like have people, because like, I think while I was watching the movie, I was aggressively texting you and Jackie because yep. you had both seen the movie. And I was like, this would be better if I had someone here that I could just yell at this with, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then it was just me by myself. And then the movie ended and I was like, all right, it's done. They are with the blind folk. Mm-hmm. Which was... A cool point. I thought that blind people would be immune. Right. I thought that, that was interesting. Point, why didn't you just stab your eyeballs out? You don't need them anymore. Fun fact. Did you know? Oh, In the gosh. book, the school uh-huh. for the blind, not a school for the blind, a colony of people who have stabbed their own eyes out. All right. Y'all listening can't see my face, but I... It, I feel like I just saw my own face like in our like FaceTime screen <laughs> and it looked like someone came up behind me and turned like my like the switch that like powers me just <laughs> off like it looked like I just just turned off <laughs> like as a robot or something I don't know so way to uh, go Sarah you wrote bird box confirmed I, I did it oh, I didn't want this this is not how I wanted to be successful all right. Are you ready to bandersnatch I'm... your wig? Sure. <laughs> ah, this whole podcast is just me being like, what's going on? <laughs> so. Bandersnatch. So we'll preface this by saying I enjoyed bandersnatch a lot more than I think Sarah did. <laughs> I was anxious the whole time. I really, really loved the film. Uh. I did not. But okay. that's a that's the wrong way to put it. Let me rephrase. I thoroughly okay. enjoyed the experience. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually so, do not think it's a film. Right. This is very interesting cuz every time I have talked about this experience, I have not ever said, "Have you watched Bandersnatch?" I well, first of all, I apparently have been saying Bandersnatched, <laughs> but <laughs> But have you played? I, yeah, or have you done Bandersnatch? Yeah, it's like, did you do Bandersnatch yet? Have Have you experienced Bandersnatch yet? I've always said, Not, did you play have Bandersnatch you watched yet? Watched it? Yeah, it is. It is a game. It's mm-hmm. a thing. It's a, <sighs> which is totally fine. For those of you who haven't had the chance of experiencing this. Um, you literally, like, I, I know we described it earlier, but I, it's, it's so, like, I didn't understand to the extent of what this was until I actually did it, mm-hmm. um, regardless of how many people were explaining it to me. There is a literal, like, scene playing of this movie, and then there's, like, a character going, so do you want this cereal or that cereal? And a little thing pulls up at the bottom of your screen, and you choose which one you want and then the scene flows pretty smoothly i, yeah, I will okay, say so technical um, aspect, into whatever you chose technical aspect yes the fact that it flows direct it does not cut it right. doesn't it it doesn't act like you've made a change at all it just right. plays like that mm. is so cool to me right i think that's amazing um, that is a huge like 
big thumbs up to who all Charlie Broker, of the yeah. people who worked on this mm-hmm. movie. Like every single like technical crew that was a part of this movie, like hats off to you guys. And I so, know how difficult this must have been. Yeah. And fun fact, they filmed all five endings chronologically. So they would film an entire thing and then go back and film again and then go back and film again. So like they went through whether they actually used, you know, some of the cuts or whatever, but they do. They they filmed it chronologically. So they didn't like film all of this choice at one time and all of this choice at one time. And that was to help it flow smoother and to help them like to help the actors feel more comfortable with what they were choosing, which is really, really cool to me. Right. Well, and I will say the thing that I kept thinking the whole time I was doing this was um, I'm super impressed with the crew and with anybody who, first of all, I'm very impressed with any of, like, the producers of this for keeping this, for people, keep, for keeping people from going crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> because I would have lost my mind. It had to be trying... very complicated. Yeah. And especially like also like way to go actors because to be able to in a scene be pretty convincing in in what the moment is, especially as an actor going, okay, so I don't quite know, like, right. how I got here, <laughs> you know, like, how this character ended up here, because this character could have ended up here, like, five different ways. I don't know! Right, <laughs> like, yeah. To not have a, a very linear and chronological script to be able to base your acting from, this was great. Yeah. On that, on that level. So, what ending did you get on your first watch? <sighs> Okay, I'm very confused about what happened. So, um, so I went through it, and it was super short and sweet. Like, it literally lasted maybe 45 minutes. That's actually um, the shortest watch is 45 minutes. Okay, and I, 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 like, and he died by jumping off of a building. While he was on like acid. He, yeah, so he jumps off of a balcony and dies, and I didn't know, like, how to know that when this was over. Like, I mm-hmm. just didn't know. I was like, oh, is this going to keep happening forever now? Is this my life now? Mm-hmm. So he jumps off of a building. He dies. I thought it ended. But then this, like, title card pulled up that was like, do you want to make a different decision? Um, well, yeah, and I was but- like, oh, so I guess it's not over. So I guess it's asking me to go back. And so I thought I had to. Um and so it was making me choose. So I was like, okay, so so I picked, you know, a um, one of them. And I uh, I then had to, made a different decision on who jumped off of the building. And I sadly made my Narnia king jump off of the building. And, Will Poulter. And kill himself. Yes, love him. Um, and also, like, to everyone who is, like, just spreading negativity around his performance and has caused him to leave the internet, you guys can kindly log off of the internet. Because Goodbye. he was amazing. He was amazing. So I made him jump off of the building. And then I ended up on a TV set um, Mm -hmm. to where they were like, all right, good acting, kid. And he was like, what? And I was like, what? And then it was like, now do you want to talk about your mother? And I was like, no. So I exited out and shut my laptop and I went to sleep. So that actually, that ending, I think is the coolest ending where Stefan... Steph, they they pull out and you're on the set of Black Mirror. 
and the actor doesn't understand that it's over. Right. He thinks he's still Stefan. Like, that to me is the coolest ending, um, but I actually have not gotten that yet. I've only seen that from watching videos, like, let me explain, okay. and, like, things like that. So, um, my first what watch... Your, yeah. This is such a person... This is a BuzzFeed quiz of a show. This entire freaking <laughs> movie is just one long live-action BuzzFeed personality quiz. So, it's so funny that you didn't kill your dad in your first watch. Because the first, I don't like, know. I don't know how I would have even ended up there. I the don't first, know. The first two watches I did, I killed my dad. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> why do I keep murdering people? Okay. <laughs> and so the first one, I got the ending where he kills his dad, chops him up into little pieces, and gets five stars on the game. So I was lit. <laughs> Great. But <laughs> then Great. The, the, um, the second time, I think I got the one where he... Kills his dad and buries him and then goes, he, like, goes to prison and the game ends up getting not as good of a score. Um, But one of my, my favorite ending, I think, just because it's hilarious, is the F yeah ending where you tell him (laughs) that you're watching him on Netflix and then he goes to his therapist and is like, somebody's watching me on something called a streaming platform and he's trying to explain it in 1984 language which is hilarious yes and then um and then she's like wouldn't you want it to be more interesting and you can yeah i got there too you can select f yeah and then they start fighting each other yes i did that and then as he gets wait wait okay hold on i'm so confused now because you said you didn't get the ending where he ended up on the tv set no well, literally, I was there. Like, I was at the point where she was like, wouldn't you want it to be more interesting? And then it was like, shouldn't it have more action? And I chose the same thing. I was like, yeah. And then they fought. And then right after, like, they fought, that's when they were like, and cut, TV scene. And I was like, what? So we were at the same place, but we didn't get the same ending? This is really intricate. I think it has to do with, like, what you've selected before. Like, if you go back and make a different decision. Oh, my gosh. So, like, this is crazy. So, like, yeah, when I got that, the F yeah ending, and they fight each other, then Stefan gets dragged out, and he's like, is this what you wanted? Huh? Is this fun enough? And, like, then it ends. What? Okay, so So now you're more intrigued. I've sold Sarah on Bandersnatch, everybody. No, I have not been sold. I'm just as confused, if not more, than before. I, okay, so I knew that the decisions you had made previously affected, which this this is what blew my mind, because there was one moment where I picked what kind of music he was going to listen to, um, and of course I listened to, like, now Thompson that's what Twins? I call music oh. or whatever. What? I what? listened to Thompson Twins? Hold me Oh, now. I did not. But I thought it was interesting, because I picked that, and, like, five scenes later, um somebody was like so what kind of music do you listen to he was like compilation albums mostly and i was like mm-hmm. i chose that five five scenes ago yeah so in what universe did he get asked what kind of music and he's like thompson twins mostly like <gasps> how like, cool is that though like like that here's oh that production gosh, value is really? sick <laughs> yeah i get it but it makes my head hurt Mm -hmm. like I constantly have anxiety about like the future 
Yeah. And how, like, and there are, like, a ton of movies, like, the, like, I, like, I, I don't know if I believe in the butterfly effect, but, like, that whole concept of being, like, oh, if I had, like, continued on through that yellow light, Mm -hmm. or, like, oh, if I had stopped to tie my shoe, or, oh, if I had not answered the phone while I was, like, on my way to wherever, like, you know, like, how different would your life be? How much would that affect your life? That stuff gives me anxiety. So this This whole thing is about determinism, which... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This this thing almost, like, gave me a panic attack. And I didn't know how long it was supposed to last, either. I don't like that. Yeah. That's why I don't watch TV shows. Just don't watch Black Mirror, because... Oh, I don't. That's some anxiety for you. So... This was my very first Black Mirror experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, nor do I ever, um, have any plans to watch Black Mirror. Uh, but this was such a viral sensation, and I knew it was a movie, and it could count towards my 100 movies of the year, and so I was like, alright, let's do this thing. So I decided to do it, and I I hated it like not like and and i and i mean that not to dog on like the actors or the director the producers the writers like they like it's like how much can you hate a movie when it's so obvious how hard people worked on it Mm -hmm. um but like i like personally man i was the kid that when i read um choose your own adventure books i read the book straight through like i didn't actually choose any i just i started yeah, I started at the beginning, went to the end, because I needed to know everything that could have possibly happened. And wow. you can't quite do that with this movie unless you want to devote a whole day to it, like, out the, of your the life. The total runtime, I think, if you watch every possibility, is, like, five hours and f- 40 minutes or something. Something crazy. Mm. Like, And, like, yeah, I think that's part of what lended to my anxiety, too, was, like, there's a reason I don't love TV series, mm-hmm. TV shows, because, like, I don't like being like i'm in season two who knows when this will end um, yeah but i love watching movies because i go in i'm like all it's right we got you story. know 90 minutes on the clock let's go um which that's another thing just back to our previous conversation a quiet bird place box was, was too beautiful long. Be- bird box was two hours and a quiet place was a beautiful like barely an hour and a half like that's how you make <sighs> a film an hour and a half film but I didn't know how long this would be. Like, mm-hmm. the whole time I was like, I could be going forever and wouldn't know it. This is a massive BuzzFeed <sighs> quiz. Wow. It Who is. knew we would wow, try to really dissect took our brand. And we would psychologically dissect you. Yeah, this... So I once, um, I once took... Like, I love, like, personality tests, you know, like, love a Myers-Briggs, love an Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one test that kind of, like, it tells you how you make decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you answer a lot of questions, and then it's like, here's your dis- decision-making personality type. Mm-hmm. And mine was rebellion. <laughs> like, I just like to make the decision that, like, I know you don't necessarily want me to make. My parents will attest to this. Hey, mom and dad, love you guys. Um, and it just told me, like, that's how I make decisions. That's how I'm, like, wired. And so d- during this whole movie, I could tell it really wanted me to do something and I was like no let's not (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I would just not do that um and like this whole movie was a personality test I learned that just like in real life I also don't want to talk about my feelings (laughs) 
<laughs> the movie kept saying, do you want to talk about your mother? And I kept saying, no, I don't. <laughs> and kept choosing any other option other than talking about my mother. And, and then, then at the, the very end, it was like, talk about your mother. And I said no and exited out of Netflix. <laughs> like, So you I, know what happened I to can't. his mother? No, I don't, because I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, well, um... You can tell he me. made his mom late for the train, so she was on a train that derailed when he was a kid. So it all comes back around full circle. And if he hadn't have made his mom late, that one decision mm-hmm. could have changed his whole life? Yep. So I really want to talk about Will Poulter's character. Okay. <laughs> because the acid <laughs> yeah. scene. Yeah. <laughs> when he starts going off yes. the rails on this rant... Yes. I had this, like, traumatic flashback to every um, bad date I've ever gone on where the guy seemed like a real intellectual um, Uh on his, like, profile or, like, when I met him or something or, like, he liked the same movies I did. Right. And then I realized that he thinks he's the smartest person in the world because he Uh doesn't drink Starbucks, he hates Mm -hmm. pop music, and he reads Chuck Palahniuk. And his favorite character is Holden Caulfield from The Catcher in the Rye. And he thinks tap water closes your third eye. We all know this guy. We all know this man. And I'm sitting there and he's talking about Pac-Man. And I'm like, will you shut up? You're so stupid. Sometimes things are just what they are. And he's like, the government puts drugs in your food and they record you. And I'm like, shut up. I'm having a flashback. Your name is some generic dude name. Yep. I'm not going to call anybody out by name, but. Right. No, it's fine. We all, the the whole time Hanloger was ranting about that, we all pictured at least one guy who was exactly like that. We all know. We all get the struggle. <laughs> we all understand. He's I like, agree. That scene, I actually was like, I've met this guy before, huh? He's like, hmm, you're drinking purified water. Do you know there's fluoride in that? Oh my gosh. The government puts that in your water to make you a communist. And I'm like, <sighs> You can't see my face because this is a podcast. I'm making right. a really exasperated face. I She's got making so... the kind of face we have all made while on this date with this I can't. Guy. Be- I can't believe you <laughs> made yourself jump off the building because I sent Colin off as soon as I got the chance. I said, bet. Well, I didn't because I was like, this is like my baby. I love him. <laughs> he was great in Narnia. He was great. He was the best part of the movie Detroit, which is really in he played i don't i think people have a hard time separating actors from their characters because Mm -hmm. in detroit he he played this really insecure racist cop and he got a lot of flack after that movie and people like guys like sam rockwell yeah in three billboards people harassed him about that and he was like yeah i'm an actor doesn't make it better for himself by deciding to do projects like vice but we can move on from that (laughs) 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 we it's fine but he like in in detroit he plays this really like racist cop and there were a lot of people who were like what an awful dude and i was like guys the only way that you could have played that like obvious obviously racist of a person is by being exactly opposite of that in real life because an actual racist human is not self-aware enough to play that in a movie so this comes full circle sarah because Mm -hmm. people can't separate actors from their roles people are stupid this is how we can have apocalypse films full circle 
So what we're saying is all y'all who can't separate actors from their roles, y'all are dying first. <laughs> is that what we're saying? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I just... <sighs> These gave Sarah a lot of anxiety. I and the thing, like, let's jump back to Bird Box. Do people really want to survive that badly? That like, any that was somebody said that's the most unrealistic part of Bird Box yeah. is that anybody would want to live that bad. And yeah. honestly, yeah, like, like no. At some point, you just if it's man, if it's that easy to go, just go, man. Like, Apparently, it's awesome. Whatever you look, at. <laughs> I just cool. Like, Guys, you you can't, I mean, now, you know, you're alive for a decade blindfolded. Like, wow, what a life. What you know? a life. Great. The That's... movie would have been better if I had watched it blindfolded, I think. Hmm. <laughs> Bird <laughs> Box, the, watch Bird the Box. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, Bandersnatch, Bandersnatched, Benedict. Cumberbatch, bird snatched, banderbox, <laughs> banderbox, whatever. snatched wig, bird. Right. Whatever this, whatever this is, was an internet phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of what the quote unquote movie was, I mean, I can't escape from it. Like, it is everywhere that I look on the internet, right next to tweets about bird box. Like, if, if a meme isn't about Bird Box, it's about Bandersnatch. So, I think this says really interesting things for the direction of film and entertainment in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody would agree to not call Bandersnatch a film. Right. Um, I think it's definitely a game, which is fine. It's, yeah. It's a fine piece of entertainment. Plenty of people play through the storylines of games knowing exactly what, like, the, their path is planned out for them. So, like, mm-hmm. that's fine. Like, that's a cool right. concept. I I was a kid who loved choose-your-own-adventure books mm-hmm. and um, always felt guilty about reading them instead of reading, like, an quote-unquote uh, actual like a, book. Yeah. But they were so entertaining to me because you got to yeah. choose your own story. That's so interesting. You got to interact with this piece of media. Yeah. And that's why Do I you think have this- that app now where it's, like, choose your own story and it's, like... She just, your boyfriend just cheated on you. Do you break no. up with him or yell at him in the hallway? <laughs> Listen, episode had it way before y'all had it. <laughs> just saying, Bandersnatch. <laughs> no, I never, no. Yeah. I did yeah, it. Great. <laughs> Those are the worst ads. It's just like, yeah, yeah. what, I'm pregnant? Do you tell your boyfriend or keep it a secret? What? <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> Those are the worst ads in the world. If nobody uh, knows what I we're talking about, about, I'm sorry. Maybe that's it's how niche. I felt about Bandersnatch, though. <laughs> um, I was like, what are these choices? Birdbox was Netflix's first real film hit. Which is crazy. I don't disagree. I mean, are we going to ignore the iconic The Princess Switch? <laughs> yes. <Don't>. Okay. <laughs> Yes, actually. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, there's a super I, meta moment in that. Is that the Vanessa Hudgens one? Yeah, they literally are like, let's watch a movie. Pulls up Netflix. <laughs> like, what? Y'all are too much. Y'all need to stop. Uh, Plot twist. Uh, the Princess Switch was a Black Mirror episode. 
Oh my gosh, that would explain the so Black much. Mirror Extended Universe. We we've got all these movies out here trying to be extended <laughs> universes. Uh, we've got like Narnia, Dunkirk. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The Christopher Nolan Extended Universe. Confirmed. Oh my gosh. Dunkirk is in the Bandersnatch. <laughs> yeah. That means Harry Styles is in this universe, so I'm, I'm okay fine with that. With it. You have to watch Black Mirror if Harry Styles is in it, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. I just I wonder now because like there's like meme culture that came from like Reddit, you mm-hmm. know, and is like and it's in YouTube and it's in with Vine and it's on Twitter and mm-hmm. it's like this this concept of like every Facebook post is a screenshot of an Instagram post that was a screenshot of a, a viral tweet, tweet yeah. that was a tweet stolen from Reddit. You know what I mean? Yes. Like every single meme is just that. Um and there's this weird meme culture and I didn't realize that that would leak into our film experiences. Yeah. Because these two movies like if well, obviously, like, Bandersnatch aside, because it, you couldn't really do this in a cinema. This was something that could have only ever been done on Netflix. Mm-hmm. If Bird Box came out in, like, theaters, this wouldn't have happened around it. Like, this, like, I A Quiet right. Place had some jokes about it, but it didn't become this whole meme. A phenomenon. You know? Yeah. And I wonder if it's because these two are on Netflix, you're at home, watching netflix on your laptop on your tablet it's the on holidays your TV. you're not working yeah and twitter's right there mm-hmm. like you don't like if you are the person that has twitter open while you're in the cinema like get out <laughs> but like you you just you don't have that in this like you watch the movie mm-hmm. and then by the time the movie's over you've forgotten all of your thoughts that were happening while it was happening right. whereas unless with these movies unless you're yeah, watching the gerard butler um, masterpiece Geostorm, which I did live tweet, but don't worry, nobody else was you in the did theater in the best way possible. <laughs> nobody you else was in yeah. the theater, just me and no, my boyfriend. Yeah. And the I only way that I approve, yeah, the only way I approve a phone being out in the theater is if you're the only one in there and you're watching Geostorm. I'm fine at it. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I only ever want to see live tweets of Geostorm. A recurrent That's theme. It. Yes, I love a good bad movie. You love a good bad movie. It's fine. It's fine. So our hydration game is anytime Sarah, like, loves a coming of age and anytime the other Sarah loves a good bad movie. There it is. Great. So, I don't know. I think it's just super convenient that, like, social media is right there while you're watching these Netflix I movies. Agree. And maybe that contributes to the and Honestly, great for Netflix. Um, and I say that because I... The more studios that Disney buys... The more things that are owned by Comcast, the more I freak out. Like, I'm so worried that we are going to get to where there are, like, two narratives being presented to us at most. Mm-hmm. Um, and one studio controls everything. Like, that freaks me out. Right. I don't like the idea of a monopoly. That's why we have antitrust laws. I wish the courts would support mm-hmm. us on this instead of continuing to let everybody buy everything they want. But whatever. So, right. for Netflix to be succeeding... Like that, to have a four-quadrant hit, like Bird Box. Like, Bird Box is yeah. a hit. They yeah. they never released their watch numbers, and they released them because they were so yeah. incredibly impressive. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm 
excited for them. I want them to have success like that. I love right. Netflix. And it, so I'm okay with like this being a phenomenon. That's cool. Yeah. So I, it was super interesting because I had my friend Travis is like really in tune with just like the entertainment business mm-hmm. and like the numbers behind it and the like politics behind it, I guess you could say, and like mm-hmm. just what exactly is going on. And he had made a really interesting point where Bird Box was super successful because like, and if you recall, like there was no marketing really around mm-hmm. it um there wasn't a ton of hype being built around it nobody knew what bird box was until bird box happened mm-hmm. and they knew it happened because it just showed up you know like you logged into netflix and it was there right you didn't have to do anything out of the ordinary like and you watched it and then people started talking and then you get curious and you keep watching it and like i get it but like now does now for me, that makes me want to ask a question, like, can movies just be movies, or do they have to be viral memes now for them to be culturally relevant? Like, I think, like, some of my favorite movies ever, like, are very under the radar, and that's not to be like, I only watch movies that nobody has heard of, mm-hmm. but it's like, but it's yeah, me saying- Yeah, don't be a Colin. <sighs> don't be a Colin, God bless. <laughs> like, I'm not, and it's like, that's not what I'm trying to say, I'm just like- confused now because just because these two movies were all up in your face everywhere you look that doesn't mean they were good like in fact like they to me like kind of weren't that great you know so like i don't know do movies have to be viral memes to be movies i would say any movie that makes an impact on the culture now because the internet is such a huge part of our culture is going to be a meme. I mean, Black Panther, if you recall, was right. a huge meme mm-hmm. for a while because right. it was making such a giant impact on the culture, which is cool. Um, but it's... Art is art, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of art that we appreciate that maybe, you know, nobody else will see. Um, right. And that's okay. Art's art. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a cultural phenomenon to be good. In fact, right. you know, as we said, maybe it definitely might not be good even if it is a cultural uh, yeah, phenomenon. Yeah, maybe they shouldn't be. Like, maybe it's a good thing that beautiful movies like, you know, Blind Spotting, you know, or Eighth Grade aren't like these viral memes because then it takes away from what they are. Mm-hmm. Like,. I, I don't know. It's, like, I just, I finished Bandersnatch, and I shut my laptop, and I literally just to myself just went, is this movies now? <laughs> like, is this, is this what movies are? I don't, I don't know. Do you, I mean, but I do movies... see, like, a shift in movies trying to be this, you know, trying to have a little bit more of, like, an internet, like, presence Which than I in think... the past. Is funny because if it's if it's truly going to be a phenomenon, it'll just hit. We say all the time in my um, advertising and my social media classes, you cannot create something viral. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. You can't say, I'm going to make a viral video today. Yeah. Viral happens all like by that. itself. And because right. Bandersnatch and Bird Box went viral, that doesn't mean that that's the direction right. movies are going now. But honestly, I would be okay with more people making interesting projects taking big swings Mm -hmm. um i would rather see a big swing like bandersnatch 
um, interesting and original concepts like Bird Box Mm -hmm. than see another freaking live action Disney remake. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. So, like, for sure. I'm fine with new things. That's amazing. Awesome. So, I would like to say I agree with you. I don't think that Bird Box, like, I'm sure Bird Box is important because it was, it's like the movie that made people go, like, oh, Netflix makes good, uh, like, you know, fine movies. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, I still, you know, didn't love it. I think I might have given it, like, three, two and a half or three stars. Like, it's very average to mm-hmm. me. Like, it, I, like I said, it's not awful, but it's not good. I would just like to take this moment to spotlight if you're out there and you're, already on a roll of like loving what netflix is doing lately two movies that are netflix originals that completely like shatter what you think a netflix original is supposed to be roma and the ballad of buster scruggs Mm -hmm. are both on netflix roma is the beautiful foreign language film um that won best foreign language Uh, i think alfonso did he what Alfonso Cuarón won Best Director, snatched it right out of Bradley Cooper's grubby little hands. God bless. It was honestly much needed. (laughs) But um, I couldn't remember because, you know, we both fell asleep before the Golden Globes were finished. We we Um, both texted each other and said, okay, I'm tapping out. Yeah, we can't do it. But Roma um, is available is a netflix original um and it is or i don't know if it's a net and it's not it it is a here, netflix production. okay film. politics it, it yeah it's not a netflix original like it, whatever like netflix it is exclusively on netflix yes um it is however i got to see it in theaters which was a beautiful like experience and it is one of the prettiest and most like heart-wrenching movies i have seen in the last like decade like and i've only been alive for two and a half of those but if you want to have a lot of fun i'd say um because roma may not appeal to everybody i still haven't watched it because i know it's roma i don't think would appeal to any but it's oh it's gonna be a real thinker and it's gonna hurt my heart and so i haven't watched it it yet um you gotta prepare yourself yeah but the ballad of buster scruggs is a coen brothers film it's so fun it's all these little shorts so you can watch it like almost like a tv series like you can pause after a short it's an anthropology of their shorts that they have been developing over years and they compiled them to tell this incredible story like this western yeah i'm not huge into westerns but I mean, I was here for it. But I had a great time. It's so fun. I love the Coen Brothers. It's so fun. The Big Lebowski is on my favorites Ugh. on Letterboxd. Um, yeah. So definitely check that out. Um, yeah. It's It's very accessible. I'd say it's a lot yeah, more accessible than something like Roma. Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think if you're looking for a beautiful cinematic experience through Netflix, like Roma is there. Like if you mm-hmm. love a foreign language movie and you want you know, something a little bit more beautiful, a little more heartbreaking, like a little bit more um, likely to get a lot of praise at the Academy Awards, like Roma, I highly suggest it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was beautiful. But at the same time, Ballad of Buster Scruggs is a completely different movie, but I suggest it just as much. Like, mm-hmm. it was a fun time. And and it also sneaks up on you because it's not until after you finish it that you go, oh, that was deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you That's, start realizing. It's a very Coen Brothers stuff. vibe. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I just, I think, you know, these are two, like, Bird Box and Bandersnatch are two, like, fine Netflix proje- projects. Um, I thought they were very entertaining, the and I really enjoyed them. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I just wanted to spotlight two other Netflix projects that haven't, that aren't memes, that haven't been made into these viral sensations on the internet. But are good enough to warrant it. I think more, you know, praise than Bird Box and Bandersnatch because they are also innovative in just different ways. Like Mm -hmm. the, the perfect balance between like being innovative, but also like sticking to what you know is good and reliable. Like Mm -hmm. I think these two do that. Roma makes interesting decisions in being, you know, black and white. Um, and a lot of really interesting decisions in the choices that the characters make. And then the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is a freaking compilation of Western shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just... You just don't see it. Yeah. And you know what? Good on Netflix. Uh, I'll say my last comment. Good on Netflix for making something like Roma, something like the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, that likely would not get a normal wide release that people like mm-hmm. me in tiny town Arkansas would never see. Right. Um, yeah. Something Netflix that is available accessible. to everybody mm-hmm. with, with the app. That's amazing. Yeah. We love you, Netflix. If you want to sponsor us, um, email us at cinemarollspod at gmail.com. Let's talk. <laughs> okay, Sarah, what's a BuzzFeed quiz for this week? I think that it would be appropriate uh, to take the BuzzFeed quiz, how long would you survive in Bird Box? From the perspective of Colin from Bandersnatch, the uh, video game king, my Narnia king, um, Hanlozier's worst Tinder date, like, I think we should take this quiz from his perspective. Let's do it. Let's see how he would survive in the other universe. I I love this idea. Okay. So, pick a color for your blindfold. Brown, gray, red, navy, black, or green? (laughs) Hmm. He's a little, like, a little emo boy. <laughs> I think he'd definitely pick black. He is black. a little emo boy. Yep. What is your strongest sense? Sight, hearing, taste, smell, touch, or not sure. Okay. For some reason, I'm, like, drawn to, like, hearing. Like, I feel like he's, like, he's I, a, like, he's a big I music snob. beyond this. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And he's very much, like, I hear the voices talking to me. <laughs> If you listen closely, you can hear the numbers. <laughs> That's it. It's hearing. It's so hearing. Okay. If you listen closely, you can um, hear the numbers. If you had to be stuck in a house with any celebrity, who would it be? Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, LeBron James, Ariana Grande, Oprah, Henry Golding, or Taylor Swift? Oh, None my of, gosh. Like, like, literally 90% of these people were not alive in 1984, but Okay. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking, like, who, now in my brain, it's not even, like, who would he want to be most stuck in a house with. I'm thinking who, it, it would be so funny if he were stuck in a house with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like, how funny would that be? Like, I love his, The like, Rock would so be like itself. But also imagine him with Oprah. Like, he just, like, starts telling her about, like, all of his theories, and she's like, okay, honey. <laughs> I literally am the queen of the universe, but do yeah. I? <laughs> you do you i've been bandersnatching wigs all over the place um (laughs) okay but who would he want to be stuck in a house with the most indie of these people which is henry golding from crazy rich asians he would be like y'all don't know him yeah and we'd be like (laughs) all right yes honey everybody watched crazy rich Asians." yes i prefer to say henry golding from a simple favor but it's fine (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay pick a santa Um, bullock movie Ooh, okay. Speed, Miss Congeniality, Gravity, The Proposal, The Blind Side, ironic, um, and Ocean's 8. 
It's gravity because he would think that movie was amazing, even though it sucks oh and is gosh. definitely Corone's worst. Absolutely. He'd be like, I... He would be the guy that was like, so, have you seen Gravity? You know that scene? I think it actually happened and the government's like, covering up the moon landing. Yeah, and then he'd be like, you know that scene where she's like in the spaceship and she's like curled up? That's actually meant to represent a fetus in the womb. A fetus? I've heard an actual film boy say that. Like, I, like you just stole the words out of a weird Tinder date's mouth. <laughs> and that's the T. I've met this boy too many times uh, and he sucks. So definitely gravity. Definitely gravity. Okay. That movie blows. Finally, what method of travel would you be most skilled at while blindfolded? Swimming, running, driving a car, rowing a boat, riding a bike, or I'm just staying wherever I am. Huh. Hmm. I'm saying he would just stay wherever he is. He's a He would just stay boy. where he is. Yeah, he is. He doesn't know about the outside. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He stays inside and trips on acid and makes code for video games. Yeah. Sometimes jumps off of balconies. Mm -hmm. Depending on what you choose, you know? Yeah. You know what? He will do whatever one of these we want him to because we make the decisions for him here. Yeah. Oh, this is gosh, a BuzzFeed it's a quiz. meme all over again. That freaks me uh, out. Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> Colin, you have made it to the sanctuary wow you are tough resilient and resourceful and because of that you've made it all the way to the sanctuary have a pop tart see sarah now i know that we would never want to live that bad because there would <laughs> be so many opposite of everything he is there would be so many pretentious <laughs> film boys up in the sanctuary uh, imagine can you imagine the sanctuary like where you can't like escape and you're just surrounded by blind people but then you have all these like pretentious film boys like it's all just who made it and white boys so, from letterbox they're so proud that they made it <laughs> yeah and they're like if i looked at the creatures i think i would see a lars von trier film because he is a true artist so that's been bird snatched <laughs> Benderbox bird snatched Catch him as the voice of the Grinch in the new Grinch animated movie. I can't believe. Like, there are a couple of things that I never thought, like, could be ruined for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I never thought the Grinch could be ruined for me. And alas, there, there it was. It <laughs> happened. Um, and I also didn't think that Choose Your Own Adventure <laughs> books could be ruined for me. But Sarah, alas. you didn't even use Choose Your <laughs> I used them efficiently. I read the whole thing so that I knew, like, why can't, like, I just, why can't that be life, right? You know those, like, little quiz books, too, that they give you in, like, J14 Magazine? Coca Pepsi. With, like, the flow charts? Yeah. Where, like, you choose something and then it would be, like, you follow that to this bubble, which would make you choose another thing and follow you to this bubble. Um, I would just, like, read like, every single bubble and be like, okay, what do we got here? And then I wouldn't actually take the actual quiz. Wow. That's next level, dude. This is revealing more about me. Am I, am I the character in Bandersnatch who's going to his therapist? You're Stefan. realizing, you're, like, what? You're getting Banderwick making decisions for me right now? Wow. I think I would like to um, to end on this note of one of the lines, my favorite line, 
uh, from Bandersnatch, which is um, very interesting uh, because the line is, if this was for entertainment, wouldn't you want it to be more interesting? And that's how I feel about that. Self-roast. <laughs> they said it so cinema rolls didn't have to. Yeah, exactly. Um, so someone... what movie are you looking forward to? I am cautiously optimistic and waiting for M. Night Shyamalan to ruin Glass. Uh, I haven't Comes seen out this weekend. the other two movies. Our queen, so. Sarah Paulson. Right. James right. McAvoy acts so much in Split. I'm ready to watch him act. All the acting. So much acting again. It was fun. I, I'm too scared. Just a, oh, like an overall theme. Another thing to add to your hydration game, guys. Anytime Hand Lozier is like, I am excited about this spooky movie. And I am like, I'm too scared. <laughs> Cracks me up. Uh, um, I am, I got my tickets today to see Captain Marvel. And so... <gasps> So, so you get to go watch me excited. be a superhero for hours. Guys, if you don't know what Sarah Hanloser looks like, she is Captain Marvel. She is Brie Larson. She is star of my favorite film, Short Term 12. She is star of my biggest appointment of 2017, Glass Castle. <clears throat> I It's a really nice compliment and I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, I want the like official Captain Marvel cosplay so that I can trick people, like, maybe if I work really hard on, like, one of those makeup transformations, I can trick people uh, into thinking I'm Brie Larson. Or at least you make money in could, LA. Though. Like, I can make money in oh. LA by standing on the street and having people pay to take pictures with me. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, follow us on uh, the internet. Twitter at CinemaRollsPod. Send us emails, CinemaRollsPod at gmail.com. Uh, Tell us how long you would survive in Bird Box. Also, I really am curious. Like, if you have done Bandersnatch, please tell us your ending. Yeah. Like, I want to know. In excruciating detail. Or tell me, tell me, like, the most interesting part of that experience for you. Like, I want to know everybody's ending from Bandersnatch. Because, as we all know, I want to know all of the possibilities and all of the outcomes. It's a BuzzFeed quiz. Ugh. All right. Yeah. Peace and blessings to you all. Yes, we'll speak at you guys next time. Bye! That's how the cinema rolls. Ah!